everybody, this is Rob, the creator of An Honest Wizard. And today, I'm going to look into one of the books that I got from Free RPG Day, which took place on, what was it, the 25th? It was a Saturday. But anyhow, um, you know that I cover Dungeons and Dragons here, obviously, and on my YouTube channel, I cover a variety of other games as well, because there's more out there than Dungeons and Dragons alone, honestly. But in the same token, uh, it's always nice, despite the fact there's this megalithic presence of Dungeons and Dragons in the gaming community, it's nice sometimes to kind of lift your head up and look around and see what other things are available. One of the products that I got, again for free, from Free RPG Day, is called uh, Level 1, Volume 1, 2020. It is an indie RPG anthology, and it's sponsored by a number of smaller publishing companies like Pelgrane Press, uh, the Indie Game Developer Network, Burning Wheel, uh, Manor Games, 1985 Games, Roll20, Roll20 is cool, Galileo Games, Green Ronin, Evil Hat, uh, Board Game Geek, uh, you know, so a lot of websites and, and uh, individuals uh, doing a good job. It was edited by Adriel Lee Wilson, Chris O'Neill, and Heather O'Neill, and was in association with Gaming Days LLC, and compiled and edited by Ninth Level Games. So this is a small booklet. It's not particularly large. It is only... 79 pages, but it contains a variety of games that are made by independent game manufacturers, game designers, and it covers a wide variety. I just thought I'd like to cover it for you because, again, if you've been following this podcast, you're probably really into Dungeons and Dragons, but like I said, sometimes it's interesting to see what other kind of things that role-playing games can really do. And this little booklet starts off with a bang with a game called Moose Trip. This is a game where you play as a majestic moose in the human-occupied wilds of Montana who are eating psychedelic mushrooms. They have a trip. You roll to see what kind of a trip your moose has, and then you talk about it. That is the game. There are no winners, there are no losers. This is about uh, discussing uh, feelings, experiences, and projecting that through the eyes of a moose who is tripping. So it is about as esoteric as it gets. There are no rules outside of um, the principles of play, which really serve as uh, rules, are... Respect and love your moose friends. You are in no danger. There are no bad trips. Imagine things from a moose perspective and all emotions are valid. The rules are you just roll a 20-sided die, look at the table, describe the feeling to the group, ask the question in quotations to the group. For instance, you look ahead of you. The world is moving in streaks pointed toward you like warp speed. Your question is, when do you most feel like you need to slow down? Anyone can answer the question. Everyone has to have space to answer. Anyone can pass if they want to. 
Deep conversation only, no small talk. Talk as long as desired, and when the conversation slows, somebody else rolls and a new moose goes on a trip. This is this would be a good icebreaker, I think, for people who can be serious. I wouldn't say this is for a party. This is for a group. Say, if I want to... Uh, say I want to form a new gaming group. And I want to know, you know, if my perspectives might jibe with them. And really, these days, I have been looking at games that are more narrative and structure and kind of more loose weave. This might be a good thing to do to try to, you know, uh, find out the temperament and uh, ability to be serious of my fellow players. The next game is a two-person storytelling game called A Clan of Two. If you've ever seen uh, a movie or so with a, an adult protector and a child that they are protecting standing up against difficult odds and a powerful enemy, this fits that. Again, pretty, pretty uh, loose as far as the uh, rules go. It uses a deck of cards to resolve things. And... Yeah. yeah, it is very, very loose, but uh, could be very interesting for storytelling. So, yeah, comparing a dice roll. Okay, so there is actually dice. Uh, this uses an two eight-sided dice to give you numbers between eleven and eighty-eight. So, sure. Well, at any rate. Uh, sounds interesting. Now, I have not read any of these in depth, but I think it's just, you know, like I said, interesting to know what's out there. Dice Friends, a game for one person. Uh, rated for 13 plus because of the content warnings of sickness and death. Uh, line up a set of polyhedral dice. Use some old dice that are full of stories. Use some new dice that have never been rolled. Tuck the d20 into a warm pocket. The dice and the lion are all old friends. Think about their personalities, their lives, their friendships. What do they talk about? Move the dice to a new place. Let them look around. Introduce the d20. Say, wow. Oh, and after about a month of dice time later, you will pick up all the dice and roll them. Whichever dice rolled the lowest has died. You'll need to tell the survivors the sad news. Let them grieve. This is hard for everyone. Dispose of the deceased dice appropriately. Roll the dice again. Odd rolling dice stick around although it's never the same even rolling dice leave abandon them around town as you think appropriate they live without you now <laughs> oh that's that's unique i will give it that that is unique after ragnarok a game for two to six people appropriate for all audiences this is an action and is serious basically the idea is this is after valhalla after Ragnarok and everything burned but there are survivors now and your people are the people who are left after Ragnarok so yeah it uses a dice pool system where you assemble a set of dice based on the task you're attempting and checking the total against the target number uh do -do -do. Strength, cunning, and wisdom are your attributes, and there's a bunch of skills. Interesting. There are skills, there are perks, combat, legends, social combat. That's always fun. 
wounds, spirits, final stand, dying. Interesting. Looks interesting. Hunger, starvation, weathering the elements. Okay, nice. Uh, Sojourn, a one-person role-playing game. Not for kids, though. Fun but cozy. You are departing on a long journey. Choose three of the following to bring with you. Uh, a mask, a compass, a key, an axe, potions, fire, a ghost, a dog, or an imp. Choose three. When you return from your journey, what had changed? That is the entirety of the game. It is making up a story using those elements. And... I have nothing else to say about it. It's creating a story that, uh, I don't know, that only you would appreciate? Do you share this with other people and encourage them to tell their own stories? I'm not sure. But hey, now you have everything in that game, so you can do it for yourself. Breaking Spirals, a one-player game, a single-player RPG inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy and acceptance and commitment therapy. Wow. This really, I know, again, a lot of things about role-playing games. Uh, a lot of people don't really appreciate the different things that games can do, and this only covers two pages. But you have things that... I, this looks like something that would be used by therapists for um, kind of analyzing where they are and trying to make better choices. Um, I... Yeah, looks like a lot of word association and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to try these games. Bird Trek, a game for one or more people. You are a flock of gray thieves, sentient raptor birds in, that are capable of traversing short distances in space. What, what's a short distance in space? Is that like a solar system? Is that, I don't know. You make your home in the twin planets Caldera and Phrygia, which rotate their sun in uneven elliptical orbits at the distance between planets, and their sun waxes and wanes, so do the planet's temperatures. Winter renders Phrygia frozen solid, while summers see Caldera scorched wasteland. You must make the journey between Caldera and Phrygia twice a year, there and back, stopping in four moons between the two planets in an arduous journey. Your migratory trek is an art of science and precision and must be timed flawlessly so you can rest and regain your strength while staying within the Goldilocks zone of your star system. Each year, however, you find your journey beset with great perils. Wow. That's very innovative. Interesting ideas. Um, wow. That, there's quite a bit to it, too, including all the stuff on the different moons. Um, it's four pages long, but it looks, looks interesting. I may have to try that and see what my odds are of keeping a group alive in this track. Uh, in the tank, role-playing the life of an algae colony in a tank. Wow. This is a cooperative story. All audiences for three to seven people. Players take on the aspects of the algae, whether literal or philosophical, and discuss how to proceed within a series of escalating complications. 
in the tank. We, as the algae, must adapt or die. Wow. I'm just just surprised. It's the depth in these games and the, the concepts people reach out with in their minds far deeper than I usually ever associate with gaming. And this actually cheers me up quite a bit. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever get three people together to play as algae, but maybe I'm gonna have to. Love is Stored in the Elbow. It is a fun, serious, cozy game for one to six people. So again, single players can play. No Game Master. Life, Love is Stored in the Elbow is a story and character creation game that explores the relationship between emotions, memory, and physical touch. During the game, players will create a character together by taking turns relating memories from the character's life. Depending on the emotions in play, the tone of the game can range from silly to serious. The game is for one to six players and takes 15 to 60 minutes to play. Wow. I'm... This just... <laughs> this is just touching on these games. I mean, I'm not... I'm not making a serious uh, review of any of these, but... One-player role-playing games to me always seemed a bit silly. Uh, without cooperation and uh, a, a variety of voices, uh, it's just a monologue. But honestly, some of these look like they really would be interested in delving into. Although I'm not as cool on the dice one. That just seems kind of silly. Graveyard Shift for three people. It's a three-player game about working late night shifts for minimum wage and the alienation that emerges as a result. This is a GMless game. Oh my... As a retail wage slave in my other life, uh, I can appreciate this one. At least we have tonight. For one to eight people, again, no GM. Uh, content warning of slavery. We are enslaved on a Roman trireme, up to eight of us per bench row all day. Soldiers above deck are going to war. We are too tired to sleep. We finish work, the sun shines, we recount memories, moments which broke the toil with laughter. Everybody rolls, remind us, no repeats, we go quieter, night falls, we share our memories from before the shift, each rolls, open yourself, no repeats. Huh. Interesting. And again, one page game. Bad decisions for three to six people. Descending down in the darkened stairs to the basement, fleeing deep into the woods farther from help, splitting the party. There are many examples in Tales of Horror with the protagonists. Could have chosen wisely, but this is not the time for such existential luxuries. This is the time to lead them in their regretful acts as they are pursued and ultimately reach their demise. Bad decisions, players will roleplay fateful characters as they gain and lose control of the story narrative. Each time control is changed, horrific and odd events will impact that character for better or worse. But once the story flips, only one person will survive to tell the tale. <laughs> that might be fun. I can see a lot of these as entertaining con games, quite honestly. So, yeah, that one's actually one of the longer ones in this booklet. With, uh, like six pages full of stuff. Elevator for 7 to 13 people. Holy cow. Uh, the idea for this game came to Chris Johnson while racking his brain for the Halloween design contest, thanks to my many, many, many playtesters who pitched ideas in the game. Uh, the elevator shuttles to, shutters to a stop with a bulb, the lights flick, buzz, the lights flicker. What awaits the passengers after this brief moment of darkness is blood, panic, and death. 
In this game, a group of 6 to 12 people are stuck in a cursed elevator with a devil. The devil seeks to kill or convert everyone in the elevator, but can only unleash his infernal powers in the darkness. The humans must find and eliminate the devil before they are all corrupted or killed in order to escape. Ooh, this kind of reminds me of One Night a Werewolf a little bit. Interesting. Huh. Okay, well, this sounds interesting. Uh, it, it sounds a lot like One Night a Werewolf. But, uh, yeah, pretty dark. Mesopotamians for three to five people. A little game about undead warrior kings making it big as rock and roll band. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh... Through some terrible black magic, the evil sorceress Azita has resurrected the rulers of ancient Mesopotamian empires. She hoped to have these undead warlords act as generals of her undead army, leading her conquest of the modern world. Instead, you started a rock band. Now you're driving across the United States, or wherever, trying to break into showbiz one way or the other. You wander from town to town, having adventures and hoping they bring you closer to success. <laughs> wow! I, I gotta, I've gotta read that one a little bit better, because that is something I might want to play with my little gaming group in the, at the hobby shop. That just could be fun. Wow. All right, so then we have Savage Sisters for two to six people, interactive storytelling. Heroic woman, women against the barbaric world. Uh, in Savage Sisters, we form a Sadal, a group of powerful warrior women. Perhaps we are a matriarchal tribe, maybe survivors of an arcane apocalypse, or runaway slaves fighting against an unjust empire. We are bound together in sisterhood, whether that be through family, blood, or shared purpose. When a sister adventures, it is to protect someone or something in need. When a sister adventures, she brings everything she gains home to share with her so-doll. So huh. Well, that could be fun. Uh, even though I'm a guy, I'm certainly not afraid of playing a gender swap character, and that could be a lot of fun. And that is another one of the longer ones, too. And the final one in this book. So... Yeah, so hopefully these are useful things. Oh, and also at the back they have a four pages on all of the different things you can use to be conscious that some people are sensitive and should have their wishes respected. And yeah, that you have uh, ways of being safe with other people which is, should be something that should be everybody's goal in a role-playing game. They shouldn't want to create harsh, harsh circumstances for people. So, uh, and then a sum up of the people as, at the end. 1985 Games makes the Dungeon Craft Terrain System. Ninth Level Games makes a bunch of role-playing games, including Kobold's Ate My Baby, which is one of my favorites. Burning Wheel makes Torchbearer and the Burning Wheel. Double Exposure. Evil Hat Productions does Fate. Uh, Blades of the Dark, uh, which I have. Flying Nightbear um, makes games. Galileo Games makes Fate Bulldogs, Fate Corp. Interesting. Greater Than Games makes games. Green Ronin makes lots of games and things for other people, including Mutants and Masterminds. IGDN, uh, yeah, the Game Developer Network. Pelgrane Press makes a lot of games, including Fall of Delta Green. RPG Geek is a gaming resource community. Rock Manor Games makes games. Roll20, Virtual Tabletop. I've used that myself. It's pretty good. 
Uh, Together Studios makes games, and USAopoly makes games, including Dungeons Dragons Clue and Dungeons Dragons Monopoly. So, thank you very much for joining me. I am Rob, and this has been a bit of a change of pace. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Keep an eye out when Free RPG Day rolls around. If you have a local store that has it, get a chance to get some free swag. It's cool and fun, and sometimes you can find things you never expected. Thank you, and farewell. Farewell.